I have takes and they are hot, all quite ting ting, it's the start of the pot. My team's good and yours is not quite down ting ting, it's the start of Coming to you in a pre-recorded fashion from the league offices in Upper Arlington, Ohio, I am CJ, and this is Don't Fear the Keeper. Joining me today, and this is really an honor, all the way up in AFC North leading Cleveland, Ohio, the Sergeant of Salami, Chuck Kesa. How are we doing, Chuck? John? Good today to be a Cleveland Browns fan today. The Browns are in first place, and they're going to the Super Bowl this year. Did you hear the song? Thank you. Did you hear the song? I, was I did. Clearly, yes. I, I. So Charlie took an extra couple seconds before we started recording this, uh, and I was kind of curious as to why. Now I know. Yes, I had to pull up the song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Well, I'm excited for you, Chuck. Uh, awesome. Well, uh, we have a lot of terrific segments for you guys this week. Uh, you know, some interviews, some uh, some new segments, some old segments. Not actually really any new segments. We're just going to do some old, boring ones. But before we get to any of that, let's recap this past week's action. Yep, I'm going to tell you about a matchup between Mike and Alex. Quick method, yep. Here we go. Mike started off slow. It's eight from Dak Prescott. Six from Sam Watkins. It's three from Greg Olson. Put Mike behind the eight ball. Pocket aces want to make statements in this contest, yep. Listen here, Skip. Let me tell you something. 21 points from Jared Goff. 21 points. I've been saying it all year. This man can play, Skip. He's a player. 26 more from Ty Girl. He's a third, Skip. And a no doubter stood in this league, Skip. I don't want to hear anything to the contrary, Skip. 29 more from Robert This man just does his job like he means business, Skip. Not to mention, he had Austin Hooper dunking all over the time, Skip. That man could play football. Outside of 22 from David Johnson, stood, Skip, stud. And carry on Johnson, ball player, Skip. The rest of my team is sorry. He makes me think, Skip, he's not ready to be in this league. With me, Skip. Alex, 159.2. Mike, 111.4.1. Skip. Next, we take you to another rumble on the ranch as Gurr and his scurries took on Burn. Gurr came out limper than a dead snake on the side of the road in this one, seeing 8.7 from Josh Nunnan, 4 from PVJ, and a big old goose egg from the Sheep's defense. Brian didn't waste his chance to prove roommate dominance and used 17 from Sketchy McCoy, 18 from Old Whistler Disley, and 23 from Kenny Galladay Sausage to crack open a near insurmountable lead. James Sarah Connors' 26 was a valiant effort from the Gurrisons, but sadly it was too little, too late. Final, Gurry 89.7, Brian 130.3. Hey, John, pause it for a second. 
Alright, Skip. Next up, we got the fellas going at it as Ben and Charlie battling it out. This matchup came down to one thing for me, Skip. Experience versus inexperience. Ben was Hugh Jackson, and Charlie was the Godfather. Bill Belichick this week, Skip. Charlie was injured, Skip. Skippy was outgunned, Skip. Skippy was playing elite competition, Skip. And he said, you know what? He said, Skip. He said, I'm Bill Belichick. I'm not worried. Skip, listen here. My man Charlie got Julio Jones, Skip. Skip, his defense stepped up again, Skip. 18 from Devontae Freeman. 16 from Matty Ice. 10 apiece from Mark Cooper and Julio Jones. Skip, the captain, the leader, Jarvis Landry. These fellas showed off to show him how it's done. 25 points, Skip. Skip, we see any of that from Ben? No, Skip. We didn't see any of that, Skip. Quit messing, Skip. 12 from Deshaun Watson. 10 from Joe Mixon. 7 from DJ Moore. 10 from Chris Thompson. Skip. This man was outcoached. He better take a good look in the mirror if he wants to be around much longer. Skip. This man is sorry. You with me, Skip? Charlie 130.7. Ben 105.7. Skip. Now we move on to a matchup of my Raging Rutledges against Zach Raging Rage. Both teams appeared to sleep in Sunday morning, as the early returns stunk more than a cow patty on the 4th of July. Zach saw 12 from Josh, son of Brandon Jacobs, and not a piece from Keenan Nunnan and second round Fitzgerald, while CJ got 9 from Evan Engram with an E, 7 from Juju Edelman, and 3 from The Ghost Father. But then, boom! Scientologist McCaffrey's 34 and Leonard 5 Nets 26 added on to Devontae plus Adams. 28 to blow this one wide open. Zach saw an impressive 27 from Koopy Cup and 18 from Daryl from the office Williams, but it was nowhere near enough to curb the Rutledges. CJ wins as Zach loses and is forced to move to Seattle to hide his shame. Final, Rutledges 146.5, Zach 121.0. Skip, our final matchup. One of these teams forgot to show up to the game as Colin and Paul faced off in a terrible matchup, Skip. You kidding me, Skip? We had to watch this, Skip. Where do I start, Skip? Skip, let's start with the loser, Skip. The loser, this one was Paul, Skip. Skip, this man was sorry this week, Skip. Six from Curtis Samuel, one from Delaney Walker. Skip, negative six from the Ravens defense, Skip. Last time this man fetched against Baker Mayfield, Skip. I guarantee you with that. 12 from Alvin Kamara. Skip, this man stunk this week, Skip. Skip, my man Colin wasn't much better, Skip. Skip, 39 from Nick Chubb. That man can play, Skip. I'm telling you all year, Skip, that man could be about to break it open. He can play. Skip, 18 from Patrick Mahomes. 18 from Aaron Jones. 10 from Tyler Lockett, Skip. Skip, that I'll do it for you when your opponent forgets to bring his game. Skip, I'm glad we don't have to see this one for a while. You with me, Skip? Kyle, 109.5, Paul, 96.6, Skip. And that is your action for week 5-4. One or the other. Yeah, it's, you know, it was... I realized after I was writing these that the Shannon Sharp impression doesn't go beyond, doesn't go quite beyond quit mess and skip. So I just tried to say skip as many times as I could. Um... But yeah, so uh, give me feedback on that. I I don't think it went well, but but you, you but you never know. <laughs> That's why we have to, you know, we we crowdsource these things, Chuck. Exactly. Uh, it, 
if it went poorly, it's on them. Yes, yes, that's true. <clears throat> okay, well, I respect you for trying yeah, anyway, you know. honestly. Hey, there's 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. I'd like to throw something out there, too. So Ben obviously lost again this week. He did. But uh, he uh, won the running back matchup, the wide receiver matchup, and the tight end matchup, and still lost by 25 points. So it's because the Patriots defense is the greatest thing ever assembled. <laughs> they literally scored. Yeah, so- they scored 20 a game. It's incredible. I, it's. I mean, the matchup with the Dolphins is going to assure that they're going to be the number one defense probably for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, they scored twenty three last week against the Bills. They're supposed to be good. That's. Yeah, three picks with Josh Allen and a touchdown. That's yeah, the blocked punt for a touchdown was a big play. God damn. Yeah, no, they're pretty impressive, and uh, yeah, that's probably your cheat code for saving what is otherwise a kind of poopy team there, Chuck. Um, it's not poopy because it is three and one and it's doing very well. Eh, I don't know about all that. Like you said, you just lost the running back wide receiver and tight end matchups to Ben. Hey, it doesn't matter. Hey, John, you play who's in front of you. So that's, yeah, you play who's in front of you. All right. Uh, well, now we're going to take you guys uh, to an interview with Paul. And then after that, uh, some of our segments. Uh, he's going to be our featured owner of the week. But before we get to that, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Hey, is your name John O'Neill and you're the commissioner of some dumbass league with your fucking loser friends? Well, I think I might have a message for you from your mom, John. Uh, She says, first of all, I miss you and I love you. Uh, Hope you're not still having issues wetting the bed. Um, You know, it's been a long time trouble and we've always been there for you. Also, you forgot your penis ointment at home. Um, That's your penis ointment for your really bad dick rash. All right. Uh, thanks for that, Ray. Uh, that was great. And now we're going to take you guys right into our interview with Paul. You're such a freaky girl. I love it. You're such a freaky girl. I love it. You're such a freaky girl. I love it. Okay. Uh, now I would like to welcome via, uh, you know, cellular. Uh, our featured owner of the week, Paul DeFrancis. Paul, how we doing? Uh, doing all right. Can't say I didn't expect to be the featured owner, but, you know, it happens. It's been too interesting a journey for you thus far, Paul. We, we, couldn't, we couldn't ignore you any longer. Yeah, well, uh, you know, it's better to have bad publicity than no publicity at all. This is true. These are all, these are just correct statements. It's a very good point you're raising. Uh, okay, well, let's just dive right into some questions here. Uh, here, Chuck, why don't you lead us off? Uh, oh, what do you have to ask, Paul? All right, Paul. So my first question is uh, rather simple. Um, so you're currently 2-2, two and two, and you're narrowly winning the tiebreaker for the lead in the West. You flirted with breaking the scoring record twice, and you failed to break 100 points twice. So my question to you is, what the fuck? Make up your mind here. Um, well, yeah, I honestly don't have an answer, but unfortunate for you because I played this week, and this week I should be breaking scoring records. So, uh, <laughs> it's true. That's going to come up later in the predictions, but yeah, I document the fact that this is one of your go-off weeks. 
dear God. Uh, but no, uh, I think a little inconsistency from all the teams with Breeze being out, Kamara's finding his stride. Um, who else? Uh, Tampa Bay finally learned how to play football, so Mike Evans is playing well. Um, yeah, and Eckler is still, you know, still chugging along. He'll, he'll be fine. Really? Yeah, I, I think so. The, the weird thing with Eckler is this, is I think everybody was like, oh, like, when Melvin Gordon comes back, um, he'll come back to being the backup. And then he was playing out of his mind. And everybody was kind of like, oh, well, there's no way that he, like, they don't, like, split carriers or something when Melvin Gordon comes back. Then Melvin Gordon comes back, and Anthony Lynn's like, nope, Melvin Gordon's a starter, getting all the carries. Like, he, he, he tripled down on saying that. So it will be interesting to see what actually happens with, with the uh, kind of staggering Chargers offense right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, next question. <laughs> That's great to hear, Chuck. Yeah, Thanks for that. Um, okay, Paul. Uh, so – my question to you is not fantasy football related. It's a little more personal. Uh, from what culture does the name Ainsley even come from? I don't know. I don't know, like her ethnicity or anything. Like, God, Paul, do you even care? <laughs> I don't know. What do you want me to say? Like, yeah, I've never heard it before. But Okay. Uh, All right. It could be worse. It could be. That's true. You could be worse. You could spell like Ainsley with like L E I G H. That could that would be worse. Yeah, or like Ashley, like A S H L E I G H. Also worse. Same concept, but yeah. Uh, well, that's my own question. I uh, 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 well, here we go. Um, I looked it up too. If you if if you'd like to know, it was transferred uh, from the Scottish surname. Take uh, hold on. I fucked up the reading. Of that. I have the answer if you want me to just read it. Okay, I tried to look it up real fast, but yeah, if you did research beforehand, please go ahead. So Charlie's right; it's of Scottish origin, uh, and it comes from the meaning "one's own meadow." So it's kind of nice. So there you go, Paul. Feel free to drop that in in conversation whenever you're like in the doghouse. Wait, you said it means one's own meadow? Yep. What the hell does that mean? I don't know, but I... it, it's Scottish, Paul. It doesn't mean anything. It's gibberish. All right, yeah. I'll drop it on her and see what she says. That's good. That's good. Um, well, okay. I'm glad to know that you also think that it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a stupid name. All right. All right. It's, not, it's not weird. It's different. It's, uh, <laughs> okay. it's weird. All right. Next, my second question and my final question is this podcast will be released on Wednesday, October 2nd. At approximately what date do you think you'll get around to listening to listening to it, if at all? Uh, so I got like a part of my take and a half to listen to, uh, and then I actually mostly just listen to podcasts when I drive. So probably like Thursday or Friday, maybe. That's it's better than you've been I, doing. I, yeah, no. I once I finally like caught up, I've been listening to them. It's just a matter of when. And I usually get spoiled because, like, Zach, you're like an Atrakaton since he's unemployed. And just like, oh, my God, no way. The predictions. Whoa. <laughs> also, Zach, Zach really loves 
informing us all, making sure we remember that he's unemployed right he's now. He's trying to rub it with Brian. Like, in case, we, in, case we, in case we accidentally forget he was unemployed, he wants to make sure we do not do that. I, yeah, I think he's trying to rub it into right. Brian, who wishes he was unemployed right now. <laughs> um, okay, Paul. Uh, last question here. Uh, and this one, again, I'm just I'm not doing football again, so we're just going to dive in. So you're aware that Robbie's memes are bad, right? I know, but I was trying to be nice. Like, he, he felt bad. I, I didn't realize you guys picked him. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. hey, why'd you guys pick him? So I, here's the thing. I agree. We're dicks. We're dicks for doing that. That's that is the correct response. We are assholes. Cou- counterpoint: We never said we were nice people. Brian's the only nice one out of any of us. Alex is nice too. Actually, I, I take that back. Brian and Alex are nice, and Brian's really only nice because he's not tough enough to like be mean. Alex is just actually nice. But everybody else, we're kind of dicks anyway. So, counterpoint. Uh, I mean, for a while he was just posting like the. NFL memes or like NBA memes and whatever, and then he Those kind of fine. went off on a tangent, uh, a threesome tangent. So, so uh, uh, Paul, you don't know this, but as you're aware, um, there was talk going on about should we kick this guy, and we were all kind of like, ah, you were like, it's okay, whatever. And Colin was the administrator of said meme group, and he didn't want to do it. So at like. This was like on like a Monday night or something. I'm watching the Monday night game, and I get a legit "you up" text from Brian. Like it was it, that's basically what it was. It said, "Are you still awake?" That's the "you up" text, and it's like Colin. He goes, "Colin made you an admin in the meme group. You know what to do." Then I immediately get a message from Garrison that just says, "Do it." So, I mean, there was a lot of stuff going for me. I was like, "Oh man!" Like. It's, it's now or never. So, so I was the one that actually kicked him. So be mad at me if you want to be mad at anybody. But yeah, I just thought it was a good story. <laughs> That's almost like the whole uh, the roommate conspiracy that we had against Rutledge where you didn't tell anyone. Or, well, you didn't tell me. And I was, like, really surprised and confused. Yeah. Didn't tell Alex either. Well, Alex, uh, Alex even said when we were like, we didn't tell you for a reason because you couldn't have the secret. He's like... Yeah, you're right. That was probably the right decision not to tell me. Or like, yeah, no shit. Uh, okay, in summary, yeah, we're assholes. All right, well, thank you very much for answering those questions, Paul. Uh, Charlie, thank you for providing some questions, I guess. Yeah, if you can call yeah. those questions. Uh, all right, yeah. now... Good job, Chuck. Wait, do something on the podcast. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Pull your fucking weight. Um, all right, well, now we're going to dive into our next segment. Paul's going to stick around for mailbag time. So, the best name, best name segment we have. <laughs> it is. It's thanks to you, too. That's why I brought it back was because the founders of mailbag time are here with us tonight. So welcome to you both. Thank you. Wow, thank you. It's an honor. Um, okay, so as everyone is aware, uh, we are each going to read a, uh, a fan letter. As you know, we all get fan mail. We all get it. Uh, so we each picked one of our favorites, our, our favorite of the bunch, and we're going to read right now and you know respond to some fans. So, uh, Paul, as the guest, why don't you take us off? All right. Uh, dear CJ and the Commission, oh, first off, hey. Wait, what was that? 
I, I, I said A, like the Fonz. That's what I did. Uh, I seem to be in a predicament at work. I've been working really hard and I've even been exceeding expectations, yet my boss is threatening to fire me. Any advice on how to get rid of my competition? Thanks. Love, Austin. <laughs> Man, this is his second time writing in, by the way. He is clearly a big fan. He's a big fan yeah, of Pod. He's a dedicated listener. That's well, Austin, you know, thank you, first of all. Um for, for writing in again. Uh, you know, we really appreciate your patronage. Uh, so, you know, what I think we would all suggest here at the, uh, at the pod at Don't Fear the Keeper is that you, uh, you know, maybe uh, that other coworker that's making you look bad, maybe he has a little accident, you know? Maybe there's some banana peels sitting on the ground as he's walking around a corner. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. But, uh, you know, might ease some tensions between you and your boss. This is very easy. This is very easy, the answer to this. You hold out and see what happens. You, you, you just you just counterpoint them to a T right there. You hold out, and if the team does worse, now you're not looking so bad all of a sudden. So that's what I, that's what I would do. Basically, you, you, you like counter-strike his strike. That's that's what I do. That's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you once again, Austin. Austy, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, that was Austin, not Austin. Right. Yeah, totally different guy, actually. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, you know what, Ch- Chuck? I'll go next. I'll read mine, and uh, then you can uh, you can take us home, as it were. You know what? I only have one good hand here. I'm not going to pretend to rip some paper. Actually, here. Here we go. Ready? This. I'm going to... There. Um, okay. Dear Don't Fear the Keeper. They actually, they abbreviated DFTK, which really shows that they're like a real fan. So thanks for that. Um, First off, big fan of the pod, of course. Uh, Now, to preface what I'm about to say, I know he's a bad person. He's a big, dumb rapist. To be honest, if given the option between being locked in a room with him or Antonio Brown, I'd take AB. With that being said, do you think... If I made some sort of ritual sacrifice, I could get Big Ben back. Look, Ben is an asshole, but I'm pretty sure this Mason Rudolph kid has never seen a football in his life. I'd rather have Mason Ramsey back there, man. Maybe he could yodel us to victory. Anyway, if you guys know any black managed to get that big, dumb rapist back in the lineup, I'd appreciate it. Sincerely, John Smith. That's funny. That's good. That's a little, little full circle there, John. That was very good. That, well, yeah, that John Smith, not me. John Smith is who really yeah, that, that was very good. Um, anything? Um, best part about the Mason Rudolph stats is he was like 24 of 28 at one point, but I think he threw it to only the running backs like 18 times. Like the, the, the film's not on the Steelers. Cover the running backs or they can't do anything because – he cannot go downfield even a little bit. Paul, do you know of any black magic, maybe? Uh, honestly, I think you just need to, like, grease up Big Ben's elbow. He's, like, kind of, like, part robot. I mean, <laughs> the dude just plays through anything. I mean, honestly, one of my favorite NFL videos is during, like, Steelers training camp when they have the QBs trying to dodge the pads and stay in the pocket, and he just 
shrugs and like throws all the pads back at the coaches when they're trying to like, hit them with them. <laughs> like the dude's an animal. You can't. I I'm honestly surprised he hasn't come back yet. I like a week after surgery. I thought when he when his when his right elbow got hurt. I thought for sure he'd just cut off his right arm and throw left-handed. Like, that. he's like, I'm not coming out of this game for Mason Rudolph. Like, throw left-handed yeah. from now on. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, pers- so Paul's arguing for a more mechanical method there. Um, I'd say, yeah, just go with a goat, maybe. Just kill a goat. And uh, maybe chant, like, another big dumb rapist name, like Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, cut, the, cut, cut, the, cut the black magic shit, John. It wasn't that good of a... Premise. It was Kobe. a great premise, and Kobe. he's gonna do it. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Paul. Kobe, Kobe, the god of the rapists. Um. Okay. Great, Chuck. Well, hey, a goat, a goat, and a rapist, Kobe. <laughs> there, see, see. Now you're on the black oh, magic wow. train. Wow. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so my my letter. Uh, this letter comes to us from Felix a Boy Scout in Troop 273 from Wichita, Kansas. Dear JNC, especially C. Thank you. In the event of an apocalyptic survival scenario, what is your survival team? Pick one person from each basket to complete your four-person team, because you are included in that, I assume. Someone you actually know. A real-life person, celebrity or otherwise, who you do not know, and then a fictional character with a stipulation non-superpowered. Mm. So I'll go first because it's like a thing. Because I I read this letter earlier today. Right. So, so the person that I know, I, uh, I work with this guy named David, and he is like straight out of like the Confederate States of America. He like big gun guy, like. Uh, he hunts deer all the time. So he's on my team for sure. I know that he'd have the firepower and the skills to hunt and track meat and food to survive. Real life person that I, that I do not know. Uh, I think we got to go with Mr. Bear Grylls. I mean, Damn it. Bear Grylls could literally survive any scenario for a week. Um, and he knows how to eat like random berries and deer poop and stuff. What the, he, knows, he knows what to eat and how to stay warm and how to do stuff. So that's that's easy. And then the fictional character, non-superpowered. This is also one that I think would be good. Is uh, I'm going with Mr. John Rambo. Oh, that's a good one. Because in, a, in an apocalyptic survival scenario, there's going to be people that are looting. It's going to be kind of a free-for-all. You're going to want a guy on, the, on your squad to uh, protect you. He's going to offer some protection, some survival instincts, but mainly manpower and f- ferocity. So that's my team. So it's me. This guy David that I work with, Bear Grylls, and John Rambo. That's a, that's a good team. That's a good team. I'm just trying to think of somebody that I know that I would want. <laughs> so my backup person that I know that I would have in my team is Brian. Because in the event of, like, we were attacked, I would just sacrifice Brian to those people. And we could get away. That was mine! <laughs> I was thinking about doing the same thing with Mike. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to go with this David guy because he's actually useful. But if he's not available, Brian's the backup for sacrificial purposes. All right, can I go? Yeah, go for it. All right, well, I segueing from Brian. Uh, Brian, as the person <laughs> I know, same reasons trying listed. Uh, you only have to be faster than the slowest guy. So, 
at the zombies are here. Or wait, is it zombies or just like apocalypse? Just post-apocalyptic. So pick your poison with that one. So it could be zombies? Could be zombies. Alright, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with Brian. Uh, and then celebrity, day, or sorry, celebrity that I don't know. I'm going to go uh, Gordon Ramsay. I think, uh, I feel, I, he doesn't have the survivalistic attributes that Bear Grylls has, but at least I'd be eating good, like, while the apocalypse. I feel like he could scrounge up whatever we find and make something out of it. That's true. You could have, like, day-old lizard and, like, deer poop, and he'd make, like, a souffle out of it or something. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a good one. That would actually be a really good one. And then, so the last one is a fictional character? Yeah. Yes. Non-superpowered. Oh. Um. That's tough. Okay. All right. So... Batman technically have superpowers then. No, he does not. Wow. So he's he's on the board. That's he's a real Batman. Wow. <laughs> That's a good one right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think I, I'm glad Felix left that little thing there. Gordon Ramsay to feed me <laughs> and then Brian in case something horrible goes wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that. That's a diverse background that you have there, Paul. Charlie's guys are a bunch of bruisers. I feel like you have like you, you've got some diversity in there. A lot of different yeah, skills. From all, all faces. Um, okay, so my my three. So my the first one I'm gonna need some help with because I forget his name. Who's Colin's friend that thought that Brian was the gayest person he had ever met? Oh, George. George, yes. Thank God I couldn't come up with his name. George, I'm sorry. I love you. I just I couldn't think of his no, name. Bri- in the Brian's the second gayest straight man he's ever met. Right. Thank you. That was that was the actual quote. Yes, so I want George, George just because that's definitely an avid listener of the pod. Absolutely. So yeah, I want to own George. I'm sorry that I forgot your name when you listen to this. Um, uh, mostly because he is uh like a you know trained. He's like in the military. He's like done a lot of stuff that like I, you know a lot of survival shit that I've never done. So there's there's one. And plus, like if he just says that Brian's the second gayest straight guy's ever met over and over, I'm just gonna have a better time in the apocalypse. That's true. Uh, next, uh, person I don't know, I'm going to go with, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, uh, you know, played Jack Bauer for a lot of years. Clearly, you know, I'm sure he's picked up a good amount of stuff, uh, via doing the show 24, uh, for a a long enough time. He's got to be good in a fight, right? Right. I don't know who this is. The guy who played Jack Bauer. I don't know who Jack Bauer is. Did you ever watch the show 24? God damn, okay. He's also the president and designated survivor. Yes, that's right. Um, you, saw, you have to have seen those commercials on, on TV or something. I, I've probably seen them around. All right, well, we're just going to push through Charlie. Well, this at last joke. He's an actor. This last joke is going to be for you then. Um, so my person, uh, the fictional person that I, I don't know, or the fictional person without superpowers is just going to be Jack Bauer. So now I have two Jack Bowers, essentially, plus wow. uh, George. So I feel like I'm really pretty set. Wow. Hello, loopholes. Yeah. I thought for sure we were going to get a James Bond, 
in there. Mm. I thought that was I thought that was money. And I also thought that when Paul was when Paul picked Batman, you were gonna pick Iron Man or Hawkeye or somebody like that. No, I came up with getting both Kiefer and Jack Bauer, so I, yeah, I wanted to stick it, with that. <laughs> I said, I'm gonna punch a little hole in your logic that you think you're like, I got two Jack Bowers. No, 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 no. You got Jack Bauer and the guy that just played Jack Bauer in a TV show. He's clearly learned some things, okay? I'm not gonna deny that. I'm just saying that your second round pick was Kiefer Sutherland and I have Bear Grylls. So I think, you know Yeah, no, I mean you're you're gonna be probably, you know, drinking a lot more urine than I will be, but I feel okay. Yeah. I call that living, John. I'll be living a lot longer than you are, Lee. Okay. Well, uh, that about does it for mailbag time. Paul, uh, I'd like to thank you for coming on here and, um, you know, fighting through some technological difficulties with us. Uh, do you have anything else to share with, you know, with the, with the folks back home? Uh, you know, just try to be on the pod any way I can through thick and thin. Um, Charlie, are we uh, going to be breaking any news on this pod? Not at this moment, because I haven't had a chance to look at uh, the stuff that I recorded. However, Paul, we putting some we putting wagers down on the Nationals tonight. Uh, yeah, wait, I'll I'll do that real quick. Okay, sounds good. Riveting stuff, guys. Right. <laughs> hey, if you if you do accept it, can you announce it on the pod? We'll, sure, sure. And then when people react to it in real time now, then they'll get. Your live reaction also on the pod. That's a good this point. This is correct. This is correct. Okay. See you, Paul. Okay. Well, right. thanks, Paul. Again, uh, now we're going to take you guys back to uh, our last segment. Uh, okay. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Paul. Yes. Thank you, Paul. That was, that was actually battling through technical difficulties. It was a very good interview. We say technical difficulties. Uh, at no point did we think we were going to do anything else but interview Paul on the on a speakerphone, but it's true. we made it work. Um, hey, just survive, adapt, and overcome. Scratch and claw, Charlie. Scratch and claw. Scratch and claw. Scratch and claw. <laughs> uh, all right, Chuck. Uh, so now this one is Ch- Charlie uh, requested this like a full week ago that he do. Uh, this next segment, because uh, he had some some really good stuff for it. So now we're going to take you guys straight into Grinds My Sausage. Alright, Chuck, uh, you know, I, I don't think I need to, this segment needs no introduction. Uh, why don't you just take it away? Okay, I got several things that I'm about to get me all fired up. Um, so my, my first thing, I got actually three things. The first thing is, it's really tough because Cleveland Browns fans do not know how to react to a semi-important, to important win at all. They just freak out, and they, we end up embarrassing ourselves by how we react. So we had an important win on Sunday. The Browns uh, fans just come out of the woodwork, start getting Super Bowl talk and how 12-4 and four is back in the conversation and all that. The Browns just moved to 500 and are tied for the division lead. Maybe we should start see if we can separate ourselves before we start purchasing tickets for Miami. You know, quite yet. Well, let's just wait, you know. But the thing is, we're just setting ourselves up for failure because if something happens, it, like, it would be like, oh, the Browns finished 8-8 eight and eight and missed the playoffs. 
But hey, at least they won that week four game on the road in Baltimore. Like, you know, like Patriots fans and my Colts fans just make fun of us. They're like, yeah, like, look at these stupid Browns fans. Like, you know, it's one of those where it's like, we need to get the fan base to have a more proportional response to wins so that we don't look like a special needs kid that you let, like, score a touchdown <laughs> with no defense. That, that's kind of where it is right now. People are like, oh, that's cute. Like, look at the Browns fans celebrating. Like, let's, let's just back off for a second and just take it one week at a time. Like, let's try to beat San Francisco this week. So that's one thing. So that was more recent development. Oh, the, oh, that, that's just one. Yeah, the Browns won. Okay, that was one. Last week, I was in a work meeting. We have a lab meeting every every week. And this one doctor was showing us these pictures of this safari she went on in Africa. She was showing us, like, the, the lions she saw and giraffes and elephants and different antelopes, zebras, everything, you know. I do. Then she was showing us these hippos. And she was saying, yeah, you know, they say hippos are actually the most de- the deadliest, most dangerous animal in Africa because they'll just kill you for no reason. And my one boss goes, are they like fast? How do they kill you? And I said out loud so that everyone could hear me, they're natural sprinters, lethal over short distances. <laughs> Thinking somebody would know that was the Lord of the Rings reference. Nope. Crickets. Silence. They all looked at me like I had four heads. And I was like, okay. I was like, it's it's whatever. They're, like, they're all like, oh, really? I'm like, uh, yeah. Like, I heard that they're good. <laughs> I had to like, talk, double down and back up that hippos are natural <laughs> sprinters to, to these people, which they aren't. They don't move fast unless they're in the water. <laughs> no, they do not. The one doctor that was presenting her picture said that they'll just like sit on things and kill them. So I looked very dumb. Later, in that same meeting, she's talking about the airport she flew out of. Uh, in Africa, it's like man, there was like no security there. Uh, it was it was incredible. And my same boss again goes, "Yeah, it's crazy. Like even 20 years ago in the United States, there was almost no security. You could walk wherever you wanted in the airport." And again, out loud, I go, "Yeah, thanks a lot, Bin Laden." <laughs> again, I guess no one's a fan of the Hangover in the room because again, just over everybody's head. Crickets. No, I'm okay, making fun of 9-11, by the way. So that was <laughs> so that was not a good. It was the opposite of like when George Costanza, that one Seinfeld where he George just leaves on a high note after he makes a joke in the meetings. It was the opposite. That was my low point, and I had to stay in the whole meeting. So that was that was a tough Thursday for me. Um, I was not doing well after that, and everybody in the lab um, kind of thought that I was stupid. So um, well, di- didn't do myself any favors. And all I did was quote a couple movies that I thought people would get the references to, but I guess not. Yeah, in a room full of nerds, I thought that Lord of the Rings reference was going to be money. The, who hasn't seen The Hangover? Apparently, these doctors. Apparently, I, I the ten people in the room with you. Apparently, yeah, apparently, the ten people that were in the room with me hadn't seen it. <laughs> now, I, is I, that it, or do do you have? Yeah, I'm assuming you have more things, right? Oh, well, I have more things. Okay, sorry, but we'll okay. stay on this topic. Go yeah. ahead, sorry. So yeah, so that was a tough go. I was I was I was breaking it down, and I was like, maybe if I say something, like I thought, like maybe I should like say like, oh, those are movies I was quoting. Like I'm not pro nine eleven, and <laughs> don't pretend to have knowledge of African safari animals. But I decided to just let it there, and no one's brought it up to me since. So I'm assuming they all forgot about it. 
probably smart. I feel like you should have just shouted really loud, it was the hangover! And then just, like, gone back to silence. Yeah, I was... Like, middle of somebody else's sentence. I was... It was not even, like, 90% of the room didn't get the references, and, like, one person, like, giggled to themselves and kind of, like, <laughs> gave me a little nod, like, I know what you're saying. Like, it was nobody. It was... I almost said, there was this 9-11, and everybody got so sensitive. Thanks a lot, Bin Laden. I almost said the whole thing. Thank God I didn't at this point. Like, <laughs> Yeah, at that point, I think someone's actually yelling at you. Yeah, they have been like, that's really insensitive. You shouldn't say that. And I was like, yeah, at, it's... At least that version of the quote is just... It's not pro-9-11, it's anti-Bin Laden. Yeah, which, yes, I... Fine. I was okay on that part, but yeah, I was... I was a little upset that nobody thought that my jokes were funny in our lead meeting. But that's beside the point. We've bounced back. Then, John, I got to listen to the pod. I got some problems with the pod, John. I'm sure you do. I am sure you do. So I've reviewed the audio. I've done my own version of going over the game film. You know, and as noted before, this is the third year of the podcast. It is. And I concluded that Brian is by far and away – the worst feature owner of the week. And it really angers me because I'm not sure he's aware of it. <laughs> I don't think he knows how bad he is. And that bothers me. I really hate when people are not aware of how bad they are at something, don't know if they're in the way, and don't realize that they're being annoying. Those are three things that really bother me about people. But I digress. So Brian doesn't seem to understand the concept of what we're doing with the podcast, trying to make a few jokes along the way, and having fun playing fantasy football. And therefore, he's too stupid to correctly play along with the segments and jokes to actually make it funny. And he isn't quick-witted enough to think on his feet and come come up with decent responses to questions or comments. That's just a fact. And I think he might even be the first to tell you that. The example, the Ben vs. Brian interviews and how they interview. So I could ask Ben this question. Ben, you look stupid and you stick at fantasy. What gives? Just a completely open-ended, nonsense question with no real answer. Okay, Not leading at all. Yeah, it's basically a, hey, we all know your team stinks. Let's have a few laughs about it question. That's basically what it is. Yeah. And, and Ben has the wherewithal to understand that and answer in a way that progresses the segment. It doesn't grind it to a screeching halt. Okay? On the other hand, Brian got the – what are you going to get me for Father's Day question? Instead of having fun and leading into the joke that I had been making all week, Brian gave us nothing. Instead telling us that he didn't get his actual father a Father's Day <laughs> We all know you're a shitty son, Brian, but let's just get everybody a laugh or joke along the way. Okay? I've called him Buzzkill Brian before, and he really does nothing to not deserve that. Nickname. Am I, have I said anything incorrect thus far? Uh, no, I mean, yeah, Brian's, I forgot that that was his answer to the question. <laughs> yeah. hey, he's like, oh, I don't get my dad anything for Father's Day. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock, you're a shitty son. Everybody knows that. Okay, so I pissed about how dumb Brian is. Then I go listen to the actual podcast, and I get angry over how you edit it, John. Okay, and I got some gripes that you're not going to hear about. Okay? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so first off, recording the podcast is very, very fun. Editing and producing it is not so much fun. Okay, no. I think I think you'll agree with me there. Yeah, it, it sucks. And just side note: if you ever want to experience an awesome feeling, record and produce a podcast for two seasons, 
and then just stop editing and producing it and still have it get released on time. That's yeah. outstanding. And so the best part about it's the best part about you being the commissioner, by the way, is that he produces the episodes and I just don't have to. It's way better than the other way around, let me tell you that much. Yeah. So uh so uh you have followed my don't fear the Reaper suggestion thus far. I did. Uh, I basically I texted John and I was like, we can't call the podcast Don't Fear the Keeper if you don't play Don't Fear the Reaper at the end of it. It just didn't make sense to me. And John responded to that. I think that was a good move on your part. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Okay. But for the recaps, John, you have to line up the NFL primetime track correctly with the recaps. That be okay. That's what I mean by that. Is it starts out with that like da 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 that stuff, okay? Yeah. Then it like pauses and then it goes it goes into that part. I'm you know? familiar. Okay. The first recap starts with the part. You don't say week whatever, rivalry week during that part, because then it doesn't allow but it sounds stupid. It's a little thing, but it literally drove me crazy and I was like, you didn't do this correctly, and I'm angry about it. You get, is this good? You got that? No, I, I got it. So uh, I'm going to make a – just just I'm gonna point something out. I think the problem here, Charlie, is that you have seen the sausage being made, so to speak, to borrow a sausage-related pun. <laughs> no, it's – I mean, John, it's, it's – I did it correctly. I just I, – I know that it's very easy to do correctly and you just do it wrong. I'm like, well, I'm going to fucking put – it's going to bother me. I'm going to point it out to you. I don't think anyone else noticed, but now that I'm saying that, I'm sure six people are going to say they noticed. I I guarantee people noticed now. People are going to say say they noticed because, you know, it's it's fun. Okay. So we're going to have some issues if that's not corrected because I might have to throw my phone like through a window or something. It's driving me crazy when I I hear that. It's like seeing – it's like a fine artist. Like seeing oh, something wrong with a painting, go fuck and, yourself, and realizing that it's wrong, and being like, I can't even look at this now; it's ugly to me. Uh, so, that's, so that's one thing. Then, John, so little podcast inception for everybody here, little behind the podcast info. John had a very good idea this year of sending out a Google Doc before each week, where we he writes down like who's doing what recap, like what the segments are going to be, what order. Future owner of the week, we can add comment. We each had comments and stuff to it, and all this jazz. In for each segment idea, John lists like the guests if anybody's going to be on it, and what the intro song is going to be. Because John also very well has added intro songs to all the segments. Something that I did before, but took away last year for the sake of for the sake of time. But John's found a way to get him back in there, which is good. So, John, I'll give you props for that one. Give him credit where credit still. Thanks. I think it's going to be short-lived. Yes. So, last week for the Manalytics segment, I actually told John, I actually bitched to John about this already. So this is, I knew this getting, was coming. He's getting this for the second time, but everybody else is going to know it now. For Manalytics, I was like, oh, it's going to be perfect. I'll have the theme song be Big Girls Don't Cry to both make fun of Ben, and also it's like, you know, he's complaining, calling Ben a girl slash pussy, and telling him to stop crying about how bad his team is. It's also a great, great song. It's a great joke. It's a good song, but it's like, this will be perfect. And John just chose put this put the audio in, and just John just chose not to clip the part of the song where it actually says "Big Girls Don't Cry." And he put like the weird part of the early like refrain and intro, and just stopped before it got the "Big Girls Don't Cry." So he kind of ruined the joke. I was pissed about that too. 
What do you have to say about that, John? Uh, I wasn't thinking about it, honestly. Uh, that one took forever to edit. And do you want to know why it took forever to edit, Charlie? No, John, why did it take forever to edit? Because your fucking microphone cuts out every 30 seconds. So I had about five clips to edit. Already tonight we are on recording number four. For the By the grace of God, we have been going on this one for 17 straight minutes. But there we're on four different ones now. I uh, so by the time I got to Manalytics, yeah, you know, I I edited it together. I made sure it sounded good. Wasn't really thinking about the point of the song at that point. I will admit. Yeah, well, I mean, I forgot that when you're tired, you just forget your responsibilities. That's why I forgot that how that that's how that works. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly how that works. But uh, that's all I've got for Grinds by Sausage. Um, do you have any other comments, John? Anything you want to add or? Maybe apologize to the listeners for making them listen to a horribly edited podcast. Uh, definitely not going to apologize to listeners. Uh, they don't deserve it. Not going to apologize to you either because you definitely don't deserve it. <laughs> uh, you know, I feel like uh, I, I, I feel like I've been knocking this out of the park so far. I'll admit, now that you pointed out the uh, the week four whatever thing, I think I usually put that earlier. I think I, I edited it the wrong way this time. Uh, so that's something that you got there on me, but, uh, yeah, besides that, meh. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I immediately recognized it. I was like, he fucked this up. It's, it's edited wrong. Like, like he totally screwed this up and it like nails on a chalkboard from that point on, John. Once again, I think you only noticed that because you used to edit the podcast and you know exactly where you put that. Yeah. I mean, the correct spot. That's all, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's not the correct spot. I'm saying it's not nearly as noticeable to others as it would be to you. That's a fair point, but I'd like to point it out, draw everyone's attention to it. Listen to the last episode, and John fucked it up. Great. Great. Fantastic. All right. Well, thank you, Chuck, for that uh, three-tiered grind to my sausage. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big grind to my sausage. I had a lot of problems this week. <laughs> yes, you did. Uh... All right. Well, now let's just dive straight into it here, Chuck. Uh, done with the segments. Let's get into some fucking predictions. Let's let's get to what everybody really comes here for. Let's you and I pick who we think is going to win. Who we know is going to win, really. So in in review, uh, last week each of us went two and three. Yep. Neither of us did particularly well. Uh, there were some upsets this week. Uh, uh, so it, realistically, the the gap between us stayed the same. I am now an even ten and ten. Chuck, you are now twelve and eight. I'm still two games behind you. Uh, I have a two ga- I have a two game lead and hold the tiebreaker. So this is this is doing well. How do you hold the tiebreaker? Because I won last year. That's the t- you've established that then. Uh, no, I think the tiebreaker will just will we're going to come up with a much more entertaining way to do a tiebreaker. Should we hit that? Um. Okay, so let's just get into it uh, right away. Uh, I will be picking the marquee matchup this week. So first, Chuck, I'm going to point you in the direction of the Zach v. Mike matchup. So if you could, uh, you know, just just make your way on over to that one. Uh, So Mike's team, in my opinion, and really not even my opinion, it just did, looked bad last week. And I don't think it's going to get any better with Carrion Johnson and Kenyon Drake both on by. So I don't even actually know who Mike is going to be starting this week. I'm assuming he's picking somebody up to start alongside David Johnson. Um, for Zach, I think uh, Josh Jacobs and uh, Keenan Allen are, could potentially both be in single digits. 
Josh Jacobs going up against the Bears. Keenan Allen against a really good Broncos uh, secondary. It's like the only good part of their team. Larry Fitz and Le'Veon, I think, are going to exploit some bad defenses. Uh, I think Zach's going to get some – or, sorry, I think Mike's going to get some points from David Johnson. Uh, but I think Sterling Shepard is going to struggle now that Golden Tate is back. Uh, so, overall, I think that Zach's going to be able to eke one out in a very low-scoring match. For those of you listening, this is now recording number five or whatever number we're on now. Four? Five. It's five. It's yeah, it cut out again. So I, I, I have a lot of problems over here. This will probably be on Grinds My Sausage next week now that I think about it. I'm going to do a Grinds My Sausage about you at yeah, this point. Maybe. I deserve it at this point. Anyway, so I heard that. I heard all that. Um, so a couple things. The Bengals defense is uh, – sorry, the Bears defense is very, very good. So Josh Jacobs will struggle for, for Zach. However, I think Denver's defense is fake good. Like – not against the pass. No, but here's the thing, though, is that Bradley Chubb has just torn his ACL. So that's their pass rush really hurting there. And DBs can only recover, can only cover for so long. So I think we're gonna, we're gonna, we can see a break a breakaway in the passing game for the Chargers against a now hobbled Broncos defense. Mm, maybe. Maybe. All right. The, I, I, I can see that. The kicker here being for both teams, Cincinnati stinks. They are yeah. They are awful. David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald can do many different things. I mean, they made Mason, the Bengals made Mason Rudolph look like fucking Joe Montana last night. So, um, also, the thing is, is the Steelers passed to the running backs like 85 times yesterday. Cause apparently the Bengals, yeah, it could be good. I guess the Bengals just don't cover them. So, David Johnson could be in for a huge game. Um, that being said, yeah, Mike having two running backs on by don't know who's going to pick up, but you know what? I'm going to ride Zach's uh, shit team right now. And Mike's win streak. I'm going to go with Mike on this one. Oh, okay. I thought you were going with that, that you were going to pick Mike. You, you faked me out there, Chuck. I have a Z written down on the paper. Yeah. So you've got Zach and I've got Mike, correct? That is correct. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm. This is that's one that's actually going to be interesting, even though it looks like it's going to be a really shitty game. Which but is also like like the Cooper Cup Thursday night Seahawks. Like you don't know what's going to happen then. Uh, and Kelsey is. I don't know what Indianapolis' defense is going to be like, but Kelsey's not been. He's been very good. But he's not been like by far and away the best tight end this year. So I'll be interested to see how that no. how that shakes out. Uh yeah, all right. And also, uh, Kyle, well, next, also Kyle okay. Allen somehow resurrected Greg Olson's career. So that's he has. Well, yeah, he's also been doing a lot of stuff for a lot of their skill players. So I say keep Cam out of that lineup. Yeah. All right. Next up, we are going to move on to uh, the Colin and Ben matchup. This one's just going to be. Uh, this is going to be a massacre. <laughs> I mean, I think that. Uh, you know, Colin has some slightly tough defensive matchups, but nothing compared. I mean, Ben has, uh, you know, Wayne Gallman going up against Minnesota, Carson going up against uh, the Rams defense, uh, DJ Moore against Jacksonville, which could be a tough game, could be not so tough if Jalen Ramsey's still not playing. Um, 
and then yeah, Joe Mixon against Arizona. I think Lockett's going to be pretty good against the that Rams secondary, and I think Hopkins is going to get bounced back against Atlanta. And really, I just don't think that Ben has the firepower to overcome uh, what is probably a slight matchup uh, disadvantage in this one. So I'm going to go with Colin on this. So Wayne Gallman being against Minnesota does does hurt Ben. Ben, if you're listening to this, pick up and start Kirk Cousins this week. The Giants are a mediocre to bad team. Kirk bad. Cousins shit pumps mediocre and bad teams. The, the Vikings are going to score 100 points this week because they're playing a bad team. This is a Kirk Cousins special on a platter right now. Like, Am I wrong, John? Uh, as a Giants fan, unfortunately, I don't think so. <laughs> Isn't it? The defense is bad. Yeah, Kirk Cousins beats the shit out of bad teams, Ben. This is a week. Pick up and start Kirk Cousins. And I'm serious. This is not like giving you fantasy advice. This is a wide-open hookup with Stephon Diggs. You can win on this. I am taking Ben. I am going to ride Ben to his first victory. Damn. Colin has some tough matchups, but... The, the, the kicker is going to be Nick Chubb on Monday night against San Fran. If he has another huge game, Colin's going to win. But yeah. I hope, and I hope he does because I'm a Browns fan. But Ben, Kirk Cousins, Stephon Diggs, get as many Vikings on your team as you can this week. Get Kyle Rudolph too. Grab Kyle Rudolph. Pick him up. Start him. They're going to shit pump the Giants. Uh yeah, I don't think you're wrong. I think especially uh, the. The secondary of the Giants, really weak. I think Dwayne Haskins made him look really good last week, but they're not that good. They are, uh, they're a struggling bunch. So, Ben, that's that's not terrible advice. And for the record, Ben, I'm rooting for you. I am. I just, I don't think it's going to happen. So, funny thing about Dwayne Haskins versus the uh, Giants. So, this was a, a PMT thing they were saying. This is actually a good point, though. They were saying, like, great organizations start the rookie quarterback, like, after a bye week. Like they gave him yeah. like two full weeks to get ready. Okay, organizations tell the rookie quarterback on Monday he started like the next week. They're like yeah. shitty organizations tell the tell the, tell the rookie quarterback at halftime he's going in for the second half. And then there's the Redskins who, in the middle of the, of the second quarter, were like, you know what, Dwayne, you're in. <laughs> like, give him, get him, kid. Gave him no time to warm up and just like get in there. You're in now. So, yeah. He was basically set up to fail against the Giants. But, yeah, this is a – Kirk Cousins can't be a of a good team. That means that the Giants are 500. So, that, that could play into the effect of the Kirk Cousins mojo there. But That's mediocre, though. Yeah. They, he will beat the shit out of the Giants. And people will be like, Kirk Cousins is back. See? That $30 million he's guaranteed next year? Totally worth it. Chuck, I can't believe that uh, on a team in which Ben has uh, two of the better fantasy quarterbacks, you just told him to pick up a third quarterback. Yeah, I'm telling you, this is this is a Kirk Cousins <laughs> monster stack game written all over it. All right, well, Ben, do with that what you will, but uh, we're gonna move on. Uh, next up, Chuck, we're gonna move to my matchup actually, which is gonna be between. Old Gary and myself. Old so, Scurry. Scurry Gurry. So looking through this. Um, so right now, <clears throat> Garrison is projected to beat me by one point. However, that is with Devontae Adams being projected for literally zero points 
because they don't think he's going to play, and I haven't taken him out of my lineup yet. Is his is his toe that bad? So it's turf toe. Turf toe is supposed to take a couple weeks. Like it's supposed to like knock you out, especially like for a receiver. Can't, can't somebody you just take like ibuprofen and get in there. Like they have not ruled him out yet, and they think that it's not that serious. I think at the worst, this is going to be like this game he misses. So I'm not worried long term, but yeah, he might miss this week. They really don't know. Uh, but they've gone so far as to project him for zero points. So take that for what you will. Okay. Um, uh, but anyway, so for Gary right now, uh, James Conner had a better game uh, this past night, but Juju hasn't been good at all, and James Conner hasn't been particularly consistent uh, ever since Big Ben went down. Well, uh, it, it, it's clear that with the Steelers that Mason Rudolph – they're not going to try to drive the ball downfield with Mason Rudolph. I'm, at least not now. No. Maybe when he gets more comfortable with the offense, they will start to open it up a little bit. And also, without the threat of that deep drop back into a pass, boxes have been pretty stacked against James Conner. And, and they can pretty, play the run. It's pretty clear that his production is going to come from dump-offs and kind of outside stuff. That being said, one thing that was kind of interesting was the Steelers ran that wildcat like seven times yesterday, mm-hmm. and, and it went for like seven, eight yards a pop like each time they ran it. Um, so they could actually expand that, and just for, James Conner could be included with stuff like that and two different things like that. So uh, I think Conner's production will only go up from here, but yeah, it's, it's clear that they're going to be kind of limited in what they can do. But, I mean, I'm curious to see if, because, you know, the big thing about the Wildcat is it's really good when you can catch teams napping with it. The Ravens, now that they have seen that formation, are not going to be caught sleeping. They're going to be prepared for that. But the Wildcat so, craze of 2007, when people were when, like... When the Dolphins beat the Patriots. And people got, like, three games with the film on it, and they're like, oh, you just he's just going to run every time. You just Yeah, exactly. Him. He's, he's going to throw the ball once out of every ten times. You just have to make sure you cover it that time. Yeah. Um, but, but anyway, I think that Fournette isn't going to be able to replicate, uh, last week's performance against Carolina McCaffrey. I think will be fine just cause he's kind of matchup proof at this point. Uh, like I said, Adams is already out this week or might be out this week with already concerns. Uh, I think Derek Henry against Buffalo Odell against San Francisco. I think that either of those could go a lot of different ways. Odell Beckham Jr. is going to have to try to not get kicked out because he's probably going to get covered by Richard Sherman a lot. And, I mean, odds are pretty good that he just tries to fight Richard Sherman in the middle of that game. Um, What else was I going to say? Uh, oh, yeah, but I'm going to take myself, uh, but I don't think it's going to be pretty. Yeah, the weird thing about the Odell thing is the last game – I mean, did you watch the last uh, – I did, the yeah. Part? Okay. They were like, you see what the Browns did? Like, he just, they used Odell as a decoy. Like, commanded double coverage, which is outstanding. Used him the block, which is outstanding from a football, you know, game planning standpoint. Awful from a fantasy standpoint. Really bad, yeah. So, so I don't really know what Odell's going to look like. It is Monday night, so they have a little time left. Um, he could be benefited from the fact that Jarvis Landry's in concussion protocol right now. And if Landry's out, they're going to have to try to get Odell involved. Um especially if Rashard Higgins is still out. Um, but outside of that, the problem is Terry McLaurin is not going to catch anything against the New England Patriots defense. Yeah. If, if Haskins or Keenan, like whoever, they, like the Patriots, like Josh Allen scored a touchdown, the first one, 
they've given up all year defensively. And you know what they did? They knocked him out and took him out of the game. So <laughs> uh, it's probably just kill Case Keenum or Dwayne Haskins if they get – Or both. Too, yeah, or they, they get too close to the end zone. The best part is, though, is they're like – Colt McCoy, like we, he's right Colt there. McCoy, he's right there. He might start this game. Colt McCoy is generally in the contention to start this game for the Redskins. It'd be awesome. <laughs> he's good in those situations. That's the yeah. thing. So the funny thing was the Redskins were playing on I think Thanksgiving. They they played the Saints on Thanksgiving last year, I think. And that's that the game right. that that's the game that Alex Smith got uh, injured, died. Yeah, he horrible like leg break. And they brought the Joe Colt yeah, they yeah there was yeah they brought Colt McCoy in, and for the for the first like eight plays he was slinging it, and we were all watching. We're like, "What the fuck was this?" When he was playing with the Browns, and he threw an absolute duck that got picked off. We're like, "There he is. There's Colt McCoy." <laughs> so you don't know what you're getting with Colt. Um, it's true. Also, Colt McCoy is my favorite. Like he quietly just has had like a ten year NFL career. At this point, like he's been in the yeah. NFL for a long time. I just said, you know, Colt McCoy. That's a lot of Colt McCoy talk for one for one podcast. <laughs> That's enough, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's enough Colt McCoy talk. Um, but yeah, here's they got tough matchups. I think this biggest one's going to be Ertz is playing the Giants or the sorry the Jets. Ertz could have forty this game. Like the Jets stink. <laughs> they do. Um, but you've got Evan Ingram playing Minnesota. So if if we'll see if Danny Dimes is legit against this defense. It's a good point. He finally plays a good defense. <laughs> but you took yourself, John. I am taking Mr. Scary Gary. Not a shocker there, Chuck. Not a shocker. You're not a big me guy. And you know what? I understand it. I just disagree. Yeah. I mean, you're... I've, I've only been wrong one time. That's <laughs> It's true. But I'm on the upswing now, Chuck. Momentum exists in sports. So now, Chuck, we're going to move on to your game, actually. We're going to move on to the UV. I can't, I can't, I can't believe you did that. Uh, I did it mostly because, you know what, Chuck? Here's the thing. I would have picked this as the marquee matchup had you not made me aware that we just kept picking the same, like, each other's games back and forth. For the- I, wanted, I wanted to keep doing it because I knew for a fact that, like, we were going to get, like, a late season. Like, it, 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 we were both out of it. We, we like like really you like, versus Ben. Yeah, like or like or like the late season, like like Zach and uh, like Alex, or like under or like you know top two seeds like playing. We're like in a marquee matchup is Charlie versus Ben. Like Zach would have lost his shit for something like that. I thought that I wanted that to happen so. Well, unfortunately, I'm not doing it, and there's not besides the fact that I just didn't want to go along with the pattern. Uh, the other reason is that Chuck, to be fair, Paul's just going to score 190 points this week and win easily, just because it's an it's an odd numbered week. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so, I mean, I can't, unfortunately, as exciting as it would be to pick you two, it, you know, with Paul doing that, there, you just don't have a prayer. So I, I couldn't pick it. Uh, so now on the analysis, even though, again, it's not going to fucking matter because I don't know how Paul is going to do it. He's just going to. Uh, Kamara is going to struggle against Tampa Bay, I think. Uh, they have a pretty solid run defense. Again, they have shut, they shut down Christian McCaffrey before uh and they did a pretty good job against saquon and then they just killed saquon so you know not not bad yeah. uh mike evans is gonna have a matchup with marshawn Lattimore and the saints which is gonna be kind of tough and he I has mean, struggled he, he dominated Amari cooper last week so it should be actually a really good 
like matchup to watch. Like, oh yeah, him, okay. Latimer. Him just him, him just shadowing Mike Evans the whole time. Yeah, I think that's gonna be a good. And I mean, they have the secondary to do it. Uh, Ty Hilton, Marlon Mack. Side, side note on the Saints, by the way. Right. They were on, they were on Sunday Night Football, and you know how they they have everybody like read their read their thing. Like, oh, yeah. Like, you know, Alvin Kamara, Tennessee, all the stuff like that. When they when they were doing the Saints defense, they did it in this order: Eli Apple, Von Bell, other safety. Then Marshawn Lattimore. So it was the Ohio State. The Ohio State. Not the Ohio State. Whatever. Yeah. The, the, the Ohio State. I mean, why the fuck wouldn't you just put them all together? It'd be so cool for the last three to be the Ohio State. The Ohio State. The Ohio. Like, come on, NBC. Be better. It would have been a lot cooler. I will agree with you. Yeah. That would have. Uh... I think I think somebody I think they probably did that, and then somebody who didn't go to Ohio State saw it and was like, "No, fuck that. We're not doing this." That's probably a good point. Um. Oh, okay. Back to my take. Sorry, thanks, yes. Charlie. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, so gone, on, gone on a lot of tangents today. We have. You've gone on a lot of tangents. Yeah. I have been sticking to the the script. Uh, Ty Hilton, Marlon Mack. I say for the third time. Uh, are in line for big games. They're going up against uh, Kansas City. Uh, Kansas I think City's that's going to be their defense stinks. It's so bad. I think that the Colts are going to be sneaky good in this one. I think that they're going to keep this close. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot. It's going to mean a lot of targets for Marlon Mack and T. Y. Hilton, both uh, as long as T. Y. Hilton is healthy enough to play, I guess, because he's still questionable. And so is Marlon Mack, actually. Yeah. So. Well, whatever. Uh, I don't like Royce Freeman. Or Waller, really, for you, uh, just because, you know, it's Chicago and Royce Freeman, I think, just sucks. But uh, I will say, in defensive Waller, uh, tight ends have been able to get the better of the Chicago defense already this year. Uh, we saw it with Green Bay. They managed to get their tight ends involved. Uh, is Jarvis Landry going to be able to, A, play, because that would be pretty big for you, and B, if he is able to play, can he keep up the momentum that he started last week? Um, all of that talk is really just meaningless because Paul's just going to find some bullshit way to win. Delaney Walker's going to have 80 or something fucking dumb. Justin Tucker will have 25. So, yeah, I'm just going to go with Paul because of the pattern. So a couple of things about Paul's. I think Paul has some interesting matchups. You talked about Kamara versus Tampa Bay, who thus far has been able to limit running backs, and pretty dynamic ones, actually. Yeah. Um, in that fact. Um, but... With Mike Evans, they're playing New Orleans in the Superdome. That is a prime. Jameis Winston throws the ball to the Saints five times in a row, and he's out. <laughs> he gets benched in the second quarter. Like that could happen this game. That's true. Uh, that being said, he's played very well the last two games. I don't think Brazilians will move on from him like Dirk Cutter used to, like every other quarter <laughs> last year. Um, but yeah, that this is a prime. Jameis can throw the ball to the other team at any time, but this is a prime. He might do it three or four times. So. It'll be interesting to see if they can get the ball to Evans, what you said, with Marshall Lattimore shadowing him most of the game. Uh, Lamar Jackson playing Pittsburgh. This is a, are we sure they're good for the Ravens? For sure. Oh, yeah. And then this is, this is a, like, statement. This is a statement game for the Steelers. This is a can get you back even in, win a game? This, this is a get back in the race game for, for Pittsburgh. Um, and they're at home, which is good for Pittsburgh and bad for Jackson. Um, so we this is that that could be inter- interesting. Eckler 
biggest question mark, I think, in fantasy this week. It's yeah. what is Melvin Gordon going to do? What is Eckhart going to do? What's the projection going to look like? Not only this week, but then moving forward. I think we know, have a better idea moving forward what's going to happen. But this week's going to be very interesting to see how involved Melvin Gordon actually is. And like we said before, uh, Hilton and Mack are questionable, and Delaney Walker is playing Buffalo, whose defense, I guess, is actually like very good. Yeah. Um, and the kicker here is I wonder if Paul stays with the Ravens' defense because their defense stinks. Well, it did. It looked okay the first couple games. Uh, then you know, against the Kansas Dolphins, and the, against the Dolphins and Cardinals looked awesome. I could play defensive back for a team playing the Dolphins. I know, but then you go up against Kansas City. You can't really hold that against them. And then they go up against the Browns, and that's the one that yeah, that's concerning that they let up that many points to the Browns at, at home. Um, it, it was very interesting for me. Um. Very big matchup here. It could be tough with the Houston Texans. The Falcons have to play better. And here's the thing. Is the Falcons have to do two things. Either fire Dan Quinn as soon as possible and get and get the interim head coach bump. Or need to stay relevant long enough to where we're in like week 14. They're still like in contention for a playoff spot. One of those things has to happen soon because I need I need the Falcons with Saquon Barkley out. I need the Falcons to play well. I have many Falcons on my team. I can't afford to have them throw up ten points all of a sudden. No, yeah, I think uh, you're going to be in some trouble if that offense falters even a little bit. And I think my biggest worry though is Amari Cooper. Green Bay's defense is really good at the plank in Green Bay. That being said, this is a are we sure they're a good game for the Cowboys and the Packers too? Yeah, this like, is. I, we cannot be sure if either of these teams is actually good. The Packers have beaten like the Vikings and the Bears, but they beat the Bears very, very early. And, and it was ugly. Kirk, and Kirk Cousins stinks. So against against teams with, with a decent record. So and this so is Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, this, that's also true. This is but this is a big. Are we sure they're good game for the Cowboys and Packers? So the Cowboys need to do well. You've already said Darren Waller. Um, is, you know, the, the people have been able to score with tight ends against the Bears. If Landry's out, I like being able to put in Jeffrey against the Jets or Allen Robinson against Oakland because Oakland's defense is very bad, especially with Jonathan Abram out for the whole year. Yeah, Allen um, Robinson would be a good start. I, I, I very well may make the move without the move on from Landry anyway. Like, I like having the Monday night game in there, though, because there's always that glimmer of hope. Like, if you're down, like, like he can score, score 80. He can score 40. Like, it could happen. Like, it's I'm happened. Like, like, it's not over yet. Like, so I just kind of like having that. The big thing for me is the Patriots are playing the Redskins. The Patriots defense might have like 85 turnovers and score six touchdowns on the road. I think it have 50 points this week. There's no telling what the Patriots defense can and cannot do, especially against the Redskins. Pass against the Redskins. Like, they're they're mad. They gave up a touchdown, and they killed the starting quarterback. Like, they're not going to give up a touchdown. They're not doing points this year, this week. <laughs> no, they are not. The Patriots uh, defense is in, the, is in the running. I'll put Darren Waller, who I got from Brian, so I don't get credit for picking him up on the waiver wire because Brian traded him to me. It's true. They're, in the, they're in the running for top waiver wire pickup of the season. Like I would give it to you right now. I mean, they had 35 and 20-something, even if, like, even out of a position player, that's incredible. But from a defense, 
They have had in the in the four games, they have had seven against Pittsburgh in a game which they only gave up three points or whatever. But they had a pick. I don't know what how the hell they scored only seven. But then they've scored 35, 14, 23. Tremendous. And also, their next three games are against the Redskins, the Giants, and the Jets. So, not exactly the murderous row of opponents right no. there for the Patriots defense. And then they play the Browns and the Ravens, so we shall see. The back half of the season is tough, but as of right now, they are, they are like the best waiver wire pickup like, of the year thus far. I, mean, I don't know who else is in the contention besides Waller, who Brian picked up and traded to me because Brian's an idiot. Uh, I'm sure there are other ones that I'm just not even thinking of right now, but I mean, Waller's like, been wait, wait, Wayne Gallman. I mean, it was an interesting one. Um, I, th- like, I would say Jordan Howard, if anybody had him last week. Yeah, no one had him. Uh, but yeah, so I think I've got some things that have to go my way with, but it's going to be, it's going to be tough. I'm only projected for two less without my best player in there. So I, I like my chances. I have to just have to stay afloat these next couple weeks to, till Saquon comes back, hopefully. So I'm going with myself, and you've got Paul. I do, I do, and and I'm when I before I even made my pick, I wrote down that you had yourself, just because you know I get you on a really deep level. The, the most worrisome thing for me is that it's Paul is due to score like 200 points. At, I and mean, yeah. If it happens, I don't know if I can match it. Like I can think I could score. 130, 140, but I don't think I can do 200 this week. That's the, And it's going to take 190 to beat Paul in all likelihood. Uh, so good luck with that, Chuck. As someone who's been on the receiving end of one of those games, good luck. Yeah. Uh, all right, so by process of elimination, obviously, we are going to have the uh, the marquee matchup. It's going to be Brian versus Alex. In uh, what is actually like a relatively important matchup, Alex, as we have long noted, 4-0, but going up against pretty much everyone's worst week. Uh, I, I fucking hate – I fucking hate Alex. Like, his team – I don't think his team is good. He, it's not. It has gone up – it's like sixth in points four. Wait, I have the numbers here somewhere. But it's like – he's behind me. I'm one in three. <laughs> I don't know. It's not loading. Whatever. But yeah, no, it's uh and then Brian, by comparison, has done okay. Two and two, but uh just by virtue of how things have gone this year, two and two is very much in the thick of things right now. Yeah. It's at the actual NFL. We're like I think thirteen teams are two and two right now. Exactly. And that's that's about where we're at right now. Uh with I think what did somebody say? Six teams are two and two right now in, in our league. Yeah. Uh <clears throat> So, uh, with that and with, you know, everything that's involved in that, let's, let's take a, let's take a closer look here, Chuck. So I think Zeke's going to have a big day going up against Green Bay. I think that their defense is okay. I don't think that they're going to be able to stop Zeke on the ground. I don't. Uh, and then the Giants, I don't think they're going to do much to be able to slow Dalvin Cook down. They have an okay defensive line, but again, Dalvin Cook's just been so good this year. Uh, I don't think Big Play Bob is going to be able to have a second good game in a row. Uh, going up against Seattle, uh, that game could be really low scoring, potentially. Uh, and that's how the Seahawks like it. So, I mean, that's just going to be interesting. Uh, Michael Thomas, Brandon Ingram, both going to be playing pretty well, I think. Uh, and, you know, games that I think, you know, both divisional matchups, both going to be, you know, hopefully for 
Alex, they're going to come out slinging. Uh, I think that Sanders is going to have a good day just because they're going to be down to the Chargers for probably the entirety of the game. So, you know, they're going to be throwing a lot. Who knows if they'll be able to get them the ball, but they'll be throwing a lot. Uh, and I think a big question for uh, Brian is, can Shady keep this up? You know, he's looked really good. He is really old. Is he able to turn this success into, you know, a sort of a more longstanding thing, or is this just a flash in the pan? Uh, it seems legit right now. Is Damian Williams ever going to be healthy again? Like, Doubt it. <laughs> I think like, that's the thing. If, if Damian Williams comes back, they have a legitimate three-headed monster in that backfield. Which is great, again, from a football strategy standpoint, but bad from a fantasy standpoint. So that's one other interesting thing to follow is that uh, if, if David Williams is playing, I don't think I think Shady is still probably their go-to guy because of how well he's played the last couple of weeks. But, I mean, it's really going to eat into his usage. It'll eat a little bit. But again, even as a member of a, you know, a two-headed monster, he's still playing really well. And it's clear that he is gaining Andy Reid's confidence in this uh, system. One thing is, is it'll be interesting to see if Malik Hooker is back this week. Sure. Um, so that that obviously changes things in the secondary, which changes the whole defense from in terms of passing and, and running. So. And he could be covering LaShawn McCoy a decent amount. Just, you know, I don't really know what the Colts linebacker situation is. You might be bringing a safety down to, to cover him out in, you know, in the flat. Uh, but yeah, so I'm going to take Brian, I think purely on the strength of his running backs. I think that right now, Brian actually kind of has a three headed monster with Zeke, Dalvin cook and McCoy, and that's going to be enough to carry him through really any trouble that Alex tries to give him. But again, we'll see if, you know, someone can actually put up some points against Alex for once. Yeah. I'm interested to see with Zeke in green Bay, they're playing in green Bay, like I said before. Um, and I wonder if we're at this point with Dak, where Dak played awesome the first three weeks. If it's like a thing where they're gonna make, they're gonna take away the run and make Dak beat them throwing it. Um, which I think is probably the way you beat the Cowboys is you try to take Zeke out of it. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, so that that that'll hurt Zeke's usage. That being said, it could be a game where they like Zeke catches like eight passes for like two total yards. <laughs> Something like that. And a touchdown. Know? Maybe a touchdown. But Tom Brady against Washington needs to have a big game for Alex. He's This is a bounce back. I, I, I don't know what Seattle's going to look like on Thursday. It's a short week. Uh, but also Todd Gurley with his injury problems. Could he's looked so bad. But he's played well the last two weeks. I'll give him that. Right? No, just the last week. Yeah, I was going to say, not really. <laughs> the Browns defense was sweet. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, but I, I have to I have to believe that a short week was will only hurt will only hurt him more. Um, Physically, yeah. Like I, said, like I said, Mark Ingram's in a in, a, in a, are we sure they're a good game? He's gonna try to for sure have a good game. And basically, is on paper Brian has way better matchups to win this game. But I pick against Brian, and it does stun me well for my career. <laughs> and Alex, for some reason is you know playing well so i'm going with alex this week uh i'll make an amendment to what you just said alex is not playing well the teams that are playing alex are playing poorly yes okay we are seeing a return of the higher forces to alex's side much like uh last year where we you know saw a lot of uh you know just 
divine intervention in Alex's games. Um, so, John, in the event of – I'll say oh, there's a tie in fantasy. There will be movement in the standings this week. We are we each picked the opposite person for each matchup. We did. So there, ha- there has to be movement this week. So this is your opportunity. Uh, Chuck, I'm excited. I want to see if I can finally – I don't know that I've taken the lead with you in a while. I may never have actually held a lead in these think, standings. I don't, I don't know if you. I don't, I don't know if you ever had the lead. So since I've been keeping track, I don't know if you've ever had the lead. Not this season, I can tell you that much. But you know, we're we're gonna see. I feel pretty good. I think you. Uh, I think you made some hot takes, and I think I'm I'm ready. I'm here for it. Okay, well, uh, that's gonna about do it for us uh, on the pod tonight. Chuck, uh, you have anything else for the folks? Super Bowl, Super Browns. <laughs> man of few words okay um well with that then uh i'd just like to remind everyone to set your lineups we're gonna see you guys back here next week with some uh some more you know laughs uh some more insight on the pod but until then yes brian will not be involved probably pick a page out of everybody else's book brian and learn how to be a good interview okay uh well until we see you guys or talk to you guys again Peace. Thousand and away.